Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver-area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. Well, hello, everybody. Chuck Bonnell, Julie Hayden here at the end of uh, November. Um, Happy Thanksgiving. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Great time and lots of turkey and and had a great time and ready to get ready for Christmas. (laughs) There we go. I know. We're brought to you by. Well, it's a show. It's Chuck and Julie show. Um, You can catch all of our podcasts. um, If anything you miss um, at chuckandjulie.com, also at BBS radio. Um, The show brought to you by happytrees.co, Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Chinese Medicine and Acupuncture, and Denver Synergenics and Dr. Julie McCallan. Um, today, I want to talk about, um, and I, I'm going to kudos to Matt Dunn, Backbone Radio, 710 Kenyos' Matt Dunn. I'm stealing the term from him, um, a PSYOPs survival skills. Um, and I'm going to use a Kanye West, we're going to use a Kanye West slash Donald Trump thing as a perfect example. But but I wanted to talk about this and because there's so much going on around this. And when we've got Apple now threatening to ban Twitter from its apps. Um, and from Tesla cars. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's ridiculous. And yet it's not ridiculous. It's scary. But I wanted to give you guys some survival skills on how to uh, beat back and defend yourself against the psyops. Um, and what I'm talking about is there is, I know that, you know, Chuck is right when you say the media was always biased. But yeah. I think having been in it, the news media I'm talking about, there was at least um, an effort I think on the part of myself, certainly, and most of the reporters that I knew, and even the news directors for most of my career until the end, which is why I got out, but to to be somewhat, to present both sides, right? And to be aware that you had biases. And- well, yeah, present both sides, because I remember the first time I got covered extensively by the press was when we ran the election in 98. In, in Glendale. And, and the idea of presenting both sides was at four o'clock in the afternoon, the Denver Post reporter will call you up and give you a litany of of uh, allegations um <clears throat> which you had 30 seconds to reply back and they would put that at the very end of the article because people seldom got to the end of the article so if you thought they weren't biased you would you exactly how biased they were well, not- they may have thought they were being unbiased uh, because they were putting on whatever they thought was the right side but Okay, well, and I don't want to get into a giant argument about that, but but I, I will just say, and I think there was a time when a lot of people sort of thought that the news media kind of tried to present both and sides. They, didn't. they never did, and they always did against okay, the public. Okay, that's a side check because I was, I know I did, okay, and I know the reporters I worked with. Did. I, I know the reporters. I I own a newspaper, and I know how biased the natural one is, but it's different than today. <laughs> Take some water. You're hijacking my. You're hijacking. Well, because it needs me hijacked. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, but what has happened anymore, and in, I think there was an, an honest effort or sincere effort to provide information, right? But anymore, I think it's clear, um, whatever the history, that the news media, the corrupt news media, the corporate news media exists anymore, not to provide information, but to indoctrinate. And then if you don't follow the indoctrination, they exist then to crush any kind of dissent and questioning. Um, well, and- they don't, they no longer care whether you think they're biased or right. not. They, they, they're happy to tell you how biased they are 
and sort of demand that you go along with it. Sort of. I mean, openly demand that you go along with it. And what they do, and I'm going to give you some examples. They, they, and a way to tell. So here's survival tip number one. A red flag is anytime you start hearing terms all over the place, like election denier, right? Like threat to democracy, like white nationalists, all of this stuff. These are terms like, you know, debunk conspiracy theories, like the Hunter laptop thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime you start hearing terms like that and you hear it across the board in the media. And we've all seen examples of that, right? You see it in one place. It's almost like this memo goes out. And, and that's all. I'm sure some gets, sense that a memo uh, does lawfare, go I think they do get memos. But and, they all say, hey, that's a great way. Election hours. Yeah, they right. sound like Holocaust and hours. Perfect. And these are terms that actually, when you look into them, don't even, don't mean anything, right? I mean, they just, the media makes them up and then they throw them at us. They shove them down your throat. And if you do anything to question any portion of their narrative, whether it's about Hunter Biden's laptop, whether it's COVID, whether it's the Russia hoax, whether it's anything Trump says or does. I mean, if you question any of it, whether pedophilia should be a sympathetic kind of thing, right? If you question any of that, then you become- Gender-affirming care for for child sexual mutilation. Exactly, exactly. I mean, they come up with these terms that are meaningless. They shove them down your throats and then you're supposed to buy along with it. So anytime you hear a term like that, that they're all throwing around, and, and you're like, what does that mean? Um, you know, right there. That's your first flag. That's probably not true. And it's it's an attempt to shape a narrative. And I want to play this. This is a, for the folks who are just listening. What this is going to be, it's a montage. Um, and some of it, they combine the audio. So the audio sounds kind of funny. But it's all these news organizations. And these are mostly local news organizations, too. These aren't even national ones. All saying the same thing. Um, so I'm, if we could please play the media montage. San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, is to serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso, Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we are concerned about the corruption and irresponsible plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, Unfortunately, some members of the media use their platforms to push their own personal bias and agenda control. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 
Now, as we've talked about before on the show, one of the reasons they talk about danger to our democracy is they want to start to criminalize it, right? This is all going to fall under domestic terrorism, things like that, right? Um, But but that aside, like I said, this is your survival skills. So when you hear all of them saying the exact same thing right now, you know that what they're pushing is a fake narrative. They're going to call everything else fake. Right. It's a fake. They're going to call everything else is fake. Anything they don't like is fake news and disinformation. I want to use the Kanye West example the Donald Trump. So, I mean, it's all over the place now, too. And even stupid um, Susan Collins is denouncing Trump for having dinner with Nick Fuentes. So last week sometime, or recently, I guess, um, Kanye West, who we all know is crazy, um, goes to Mar-a-Lago to have dinner with Trump, and he brings along with another guy that Trump says he didn't know, had not invited, Nick Fuentes. Now, I frankly never heard of Nick Fuentes either. Um, and, um, And it turns out that Nick Fuentes, oh my God, is anti-Semitic. He's a white nationalist, la, 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 la. And Trump is being denounced and roundly roasted all over the place for doing that. And here's where the trick is, because when I first heard this, my immediate thought was, well, Trump should have been smarter than to do that, right? And then I'm like, no, Julie, you're falling from the side Here's what we got to learn to do and condition ourselves to do, guys. We got to take a look at that and stop. And realize immediately, whenever you hear these terms, that your, your, your buttons are being pushed, okay? And the whole idea is so that you don't see the truth. So let's kind of deconstruct this. Because number one, we know Kanye West is probably a crazy musician, right? Right, right, right. The crazy only musician. One. right. A, a very bright, very rich. I mean, Madonna is crazy. Bette Midler is crazy. Cher is crazy. Nothing wrong with being crazy unless you're Kanye West. Now, why do they hate Kanye West? Because Kanye West is an African-American man who likes Donald Trump. He has got to prevent that. Got to prevent that. That is not part of their narrative because Donald Trump's a racist, right? How can he be a racist? And and a Semite, and he's proven that by having his daughter marry a Jewish guy and convert to Judaism. That is a... Hallmark of an anti-Semitic. So, so that's yeah, exactly. So, so the whole thing is crazy. I hate Kanye West. Kanye West goes there, but again, the side. I found myself falling into it too, thinking, "Well, Donald Trump should have vetted that." And I'm like, no, no, because number one. If it hadn't been Kanye West, it would have been something else. It would have been like he had, you know, turkey. He from, tweeted something. Yeah, I mean, they would have attacked him for something. But let's take a look at what actually is going on here. So Kanye West, we now know we have to hate because he's anti-Semitic. He's, he's anti-Semitic. So what actually, because I did some research and like, what actually did Kanye West say that's so anti-Semitic? He said in one interview, the Jewish community, especially in the music industry, they'll take us, meaning African-Americans, and milk us until we die. Okay. Then he said, reference something, a Jewish underground media mafia. And then he said, every celebrity has Jewish people in their contract. Now, I don't know. Um, I'm going to play you another African-American guy who everybody still likes, yeah. everybody who still likes. And you compare what, what Kanye West said, every celebrity has Jewish people in their contract to what Louis Farrakhan said in 2015. If we could please play the Farrakhan soundbite. I'm talking about the wicked ones in the Jewish community that run America, run the government, run the world, own the banks, own the the means of communication. They are my enemies. But as sure as I'm alive, my enemies will be made my footstool. 
and so will yours. That seems vaguely threatening, doesn't it? Okay, so now Louis Farrakhan could say that, then go and have his picture taken with then-Senator, actually this was previously Barack Obama. He can go to Aretha Franklin's funeral service in 2018, sit next to Bill Clinton, Al Sharpton, um, Jesse Jackson. That's all okay. He appears and does speeches all over. Nobody is saying, you know, that he needs to be condemned and crushed. No one's trying to destroy his livelihood and his business. So what is it about Kanye West it is because Kanye West likes Donald Trump and because Kanye well, West does state, not submit the, the, to their narrative. The statements are vaguely, not vaguely, they're anti-Jewish. They're anti-Semitic, I suppose you could call them that. Um, but compared to, to to people like Louis Farrakhan, who's called Jewish people termites. Right. And and other things. And they go, oh, that's okay. That's just right. Lewis. And here's, exactly. And here's the thing. And, and I want us to dig behind, behind even deeper than I, just. I just want to be so, you know, I went to oh. Vanderbilt University. Yeah, that's you know. an example. Right. So, so Vanderbilt's um, assistant coach, a black guy, sent out a tweet supporting um, uh, Kanye, West. Kanye West. And he was, he was forced to publicly apologize. He was brought down. And so he was supposedly not supposed to coach in the next football game because they demanded it. The head of the athletic department sat him down. I mean, he just went under incredible. One for just tweeting out support for Kanye West. Right now, if he had tweeted out support for Louis Farrakhan, nothing would have okay. happened. Yeah, that would have been okay. Yeah. And see, here's the thing, because what they are trying to do, and they're establishment Republicans in on this too, right, is they are trying to crush populism. And in order, and that's why they hate Trump. They don't hate Trump because he does mean tweets. They don't hate Trump because he had gas prices lower and the economy was booming. They hate Trump because he was a voice for the people, for the populist. Well, he was stopping the globalist agenda of transferring all the wealth to China. While screwing the middle class, Americans all over the place. Exactly. That's why the World Economic Forum, the rich people, the corporate people, that's why they hate the populist movement is because it gets, I mean, the guy who's backing DeSantis, Ken Griffin um, from Citadel Hedge uh, Hedge Fund, Mm -hmm. said flat out, we need to eliminate the populist vein in the Republican Party and restore it to its corporate roots, essentially. And and Paul Ryan has really said the same thing. That's (laughs) why they hate people like Donald Trump. That's why they hate anyone who supports Donald Trump like us. That's why they hate Kanye West. And that's why they go on this never-ending psyops that we have to develop the survival skills for. So again, so you look at the whole Kanye West thing. So and, and this is a big deal. They're trying to make it a big deal. I, I hopefully people are like, that's just stupid. Because so this Nick Fuentes is apparently a night white nationalist. Now I'm going to say to you, what exactly is a white nationalist? I mean, if, if it's your what what is a white nationalist, right? Well, I know what traditionally was and where they stopped it from is that the Boer republics in South Africa wanted to have white-only states breaking away from Nelson Mandela and everyone else. They wanted to have their white nationalists. They wanted to have they wanted to have these super states that just included whites. Well, how many people are, are those in the United States? That, did you think you think that's what these morons on Twitter are, are referencing? Well, you know, that whole South African movement, that was bad. That was wrong, right? No, it, it has nothing to do with that. It's just a term they make up to throw out there. And all you know is that it's bad, right? Trump had dinner with a white nationalist. So we need to stop and ask ourselves, exactly what is a white nationalist? Then you need to ask yourself, because the implication is that there's some degree of racism there, right? And this Nick Fuentes guy, is racist. Therefore, Trump even having him in his house must mean Trump is racist and must be crushed. But let's look at it. So who does he go to this dinner with Nick Fuentes? His BFF, Kanye West, who's black. 
So by definition, it can't be racism, right? Well, and and he's always can be racism. It's always right. racism. I mean, against Asians. I mean, I'm not so sure what the white nationalist about. But right there, so you got to step and think. And that's like I said, I caught myself thinking Trump should have done better. I'm like, no, Kanye West didn't do anything wrong. He irritated some people by making comments about the Jewish people. He says controlling things in Hollywood, which other people have said is also the case, and have partially, also partially yeah. the case, and have been you know tried to drive them out too. One of them, Dave Chappelle, another. A Comedian who was also African American, um, and you said this Clemson coach stood up, but he was immediately Man, hammered down. So what you have to do is you have to figure out okay what when you see these terms right there, you know it's a psyop, right? No, right there, you know there is no truth to it. And the way you can fight against it is you have to stop and think and say, wait, what's the truth? How can Nick Fuentes be a white nationalist if he's showing up there with an anti-Semitic black guy? With an anti-Semitic black guy? How can Trump be anti-Semitic when he's got family members, his daughter and her family are Jewish? Right. And so and his grandkids are being brought up in the Jewish faith. Right. And so you're like, wait a minute, it's all just stupid and it's all just false and it's all just fake news. And then what they do, and this is the other tricky thing, they say GOP leaders, this is in political, mm. silent yes, and yes. Trump having dinner with a white nationalist. Right. Now keep in mind, Nick Fuentes denies being a na- white nationalist, even though no one is actually really sure what a white nationalist is. Um, Kanye West, I'm pretty sure, says he's not a white nationalist. Um and so who exactly, I mean, they just make this up and then they throw it at you. Then, and then all of a sudden you have the establishment GOP, the swamp creatures like Susan Collins say, Trump should never have, he should apologize no. for having dinner with a white nationalist. And, and all of a sudden everybody's reporting this and you got to go back to, but he's not a white nationalist in the first place, in part because there's no such thing as a white nationalist. It's just a term. Well, or maybe somebody wants to set up a separate white nation in the country. But, but who, who, would it, who would that be? I don't know. Maybe there's somebody out there. It probably isn't Nick Fuentes. Probably not because he wants an Hispanic country or something. Right, and it's something that Kanye West. Well, no, I wouldn't think he'd want to. I don't, you know, I mean, he just wants more shoe deals and music deals. So I, I, again, and but they get to repeating this. And then pretty soon you see in the Denver Post, the stuff like election deniers. So you have to, and it's hard because it's just all around you, right? And then if you try to speak out, they do what they did to the Clemson coach. If you try to say, well, wait, Vanderbilt, get, get right. Vanderbilt, yeah. Vanderbilt. Um, they they do what they did to him. That, that, that's when the media then, first they try to indoctrinate you, right? Trump had dinner with a white nationalist and must be crushed. And if you speak up and say, well, wait a minute, they're not, I don't think Kanye West is a white nationalist, you, you know? And there have been plenty of other people who've said way worse things about the Jewish community and no one, you know, they as can long still have Left, they're all happy. Yeah, they can still have dinner with people. You know, they, they, but uh, then they crush you, right? I mean, that they have to destroy you because they cannot take any kind of dissent or any kind of questioning. No, because you can't have people think for themselves. That's that's ridiculous. And that's another reason why. And you guys, it's a threat to our democracy. To our democracy. And honestly, feel free at this point because we get no guests today. It's all just all of us. Um, I'll read the comments on Zoom. Feel free to open your mic up and talk if you want to. Um, or, you can wave your hand. Tell them how, Julie. If you want to wave your hand, you go down to the bottom of the screen to where it says reaction. Second from the far it's right. It's a little smiley face. You click on that and it waves your hand. Um, or because sometimes I can't figure out how to do it. You can also just talk. Like I said, we're all family here. Um, or if you want to call in, 888-627-6008. 888-627-6008. Oh my gosh. Are, they, are these all these hands? 
No, those are microphones. Chuck oh, doesn't have his glasses on. Yeah. Um, it's, this is from Sandra. <laughs> um, absolutely, Julie. They hate the middle class, homeowning, work their asses off, less government control conservatives. They do because we're getting in the way of their new liberal world order, right? We don't want to eat bugs. We actually like owning a home. We want to be able to send our kids to the school of our choice. Um, we want to let our kids you know, decide their gender at an appropriate age, right? Um, and, and all of these common sense things. We, uh, we think pedophilia is bad. We don't think that pedophilia should be used and children should be used in ads with, I mean, the kind of things that some of these companies are doing now. I mean, you can go back even, frankly, to some of the Calvin Klein ads that were pretty, sure. pretty uh, inappropriate as well. But the whole thing is, is they do hate us because we're in the way of their financial uh, goals, I guess, their financial vision of enriching themselves and the populist movement gets in the way. And the media is I, the most corrupt part of it because they all chime in together. They say the same thing. I remember there was a time when I was in the media that if everybody, if you were using a word that everybody else was using, the news director would get on your case and say, come up with a different word. Yeah, I mean, right. let's have some creativity here, some originality. We're not just parrots, right? Mm-hmm. But anymore, they are parrots and they're the indoctrination arm of this new liberal world order but look at the press locally i mean you've got you've got the left-wing denver post then you've got the left-wing uh anschutz real clear politics which is clearly all denver post uh, past editors and it's always anti uh grassroots always always you know you've got to love the establishment corporate republicans you know kbb and all that are just are just wonderful, and and uh, Ron Frank. And they all hate Donald Trump. You notice they're all over. Everybody yes, hates Donald yes. Trump again, right? Yeah. Breitbart hates Trump. Washington Examiner, which is owned field by Phil Anschutz. New York Post hates Trump. Trump, Murdoch's, uh, Washington Free Beacon, owned by um, Singer, uh, hates Trump. I mean, it's all... And here's the thing. It's like Trump says, they don't actually hate Trump. They hate us, right? right? Yeah. And as Trump says, he's just standing in between them. And so that's why they launched these PSYOPs. And it's going to go on. I mean, we saw it with COVID, right? Where, you know, you're killing grandparents if you don't wear a mask. All of this stuff, it turns out to be not true. And you wonder, how can they not ever acknowledge that they were wrong? And why don't they ever check? I mean, they call us misinformation and they're the misinformation. They don't care that it's not true. That's a thing. That's what makes it a PSYOP, right? It's not a mistake. It's it's a planned agenda. They're never going to apologize. They'll pivot on a dime to the next thing. Um, they don't care if you would ask one of them, what's, what's a white nationalist? What's an election denier, right? What's, I mean, any of the terms that they throw out all over the place, right? Uh, you know, a, a debunked conspiracy theory. They just say it and it's not true at all. And so you have to learn. I think that's our biggest thing is anytime you hear that kind of stuff, just stop for a second and think. And anytime you catch yourself somewhat even agreeing with them, you stop and catch yourself. And maybe you should agree with them. But I think it's important that we stop and say, okay, wait, let's use our brains on this. And let's kind of dissect and analyze what's going on here. And it's So where, where can you get news uh, that is quote unquote trusted? Chuck and Julie uh, show. Chuck and Julie show. Um, in Colorado, there is no source for it, really. I mean, you know, the, the, it's either, it's either right wing, uh, leftism, which is Anschutz corporatism, or it's left wing, left wing, which is the Denver Post. There, there, I mean, things things like 710, when we were there, you know, at least presented uh, somewhat conservative views for a lot of them. Now it's all rhinos. It's, it's just, it's just rhino after rhino after rhino. And they've driven the only two people who are not just driven to the rhino crowd, um, the two, to, uh, late Saturday 
and late Sunday afternoons. I mean, you know, we, we, we've got Randy and we've got Matt, uh, Dunn. Matt Dunn and that's it. That is it. Right. I, and you can see you, uh, Kim Ransom is yes. some pretty good stuff. I like her a lot, but I think she pays for her own program. Um, KLZ. Yeah. yeah. And KLZ. Well, I mean, there are some places out there, but you're right there. I mean, you know, you've got the Joe Altman and the, the conservative daily, there are places like that too. Uh, but look at how hard they, they um, attack those places, right? Look right. what they do to Joe Altman. Look what they've done to Ash in America. People like that, you know, right. um, um, Sharana Bishop, um, Tina Peters, um, anybody who speaks out. And again, they, they, they use these terms and they throw them out. Shanda says Kim Munson does pay for her own show. And Not Branson, Kim Munson. Munson, I'm sorry. Yeah, and it is very good. It, it is, is very I, good. I recommend it. I actually think she has sponsors. I don't, I don't. Yeah, but it. she got the sponsors. They didn't. Right. Exactly. She brought them in and that allows her to pay. They the radio do, station for the time. Do it in insidious ways to the local media, the local media anymore. I mean, even weather forecasts now, they always kind of work in somehow climate change. Oh. If it snows late, it's climate change. If it snows early, it's climate change. If it snows right on time, it's climate change. Now the Denver Post and is it the Colorado Sun are doing this whole fear mongering saying Colorado insurance companies may leave Colorado mm-hmm. because of forest fire danger. I'm like, no, they're not. I mean, it's like if you live in the forest, maybe or if you live in the red zone, right? But I think that your average homeowner's insurance, they may not insure those people, right? Just like some people who live along the beach in Florida have a hard time getting insurance. But they're trying to say you, you persons living in Westminster suburb, you know, may not be able to get homeowner's insurance because of forest fires. And what's the what's the cause of forest fires? Well, climate change. Climate so change. climate change means you're not going to get insurance. And that's a threat to our democracy. And that's a threat to our democracy. You look at Marshall Zellinger from Channel 9. Uh-huh. He yeah, this was bizarre. This was he bizarre. used to be a good reporter, I always thought. Yeah, me too. But he was commenting on, in an election year in Denver where the, the outgoing mayor is term limited, as Hancock is, traditionally, everybody and their mother and their cousin starts out running for mayor. Right. I mean, everybody. I mean, I think because it's like, hey, we all have an equal shot. Right. And there's about a million people running now. Some of them women, some of them minorities. We got what Lisa Calderon, who's literally a communist. You've got Kelly Bruff, who's a former chamber president. Right. Mm -hmm. A whole range. Well, Marshall's on her. A couple of white men entered the race. And he said that that made him feel uncomfy because he said, why should white men? We've got all these other people who feel they're qualified. It's wrong for white men to enter the race because that implies the other people aren't qualified. And it's like, what? And then the camp, uh, the Colorado Peak politics, I got to give it to them. They were kind of funny. He said, oh, well, Marshall, maybe then you shouldn't be able to be on the news and we could let your minority um, yeah. co-workers, they should be on the news because yeah. you're a white guy. So are you insinuating by you doing the reporting that they're not qualified? That's anti-Semitic it's like, when they say but that. That's, I think, I mean, that's the twisted reasoning. And you know, there are people who are out there who'll be going, and you're some poor white guy wanting to run for mayor along with everybody else in the universe. And all of a sudden now you're, you're a racist, you're a white man nationalist simply because you want to run for mayor of denver along with everybody else right no no we can't have all that but that's that's like one of the main leading local news organizations that's the reporter's position that it makes him uncomfy that white men would want to run for mayor of and i guess it would apply to any position right so if, if any position has a woman or a minority in it if you're a white guy running you're, you're a white nationalist well, well and obviously marshall Zanger is a white nationalist well otherwise so. he would quit and he yeah. would let his minority co-workers take yeah. all the work too yeah. um what else oh sandra says pueblo chieftain is um just as bad oh, and donna yeah. said you can friend 
the Facebook page of Polis to catch the latest. Oh, that's kind of funny. Um, oh, t- heard the comment topic. Thank you, Dr. Donna. I took my gloves off to comment. Killing granny. Exactly. You're killing granny without the mask. But, but anyway, so that's, you know, just the survival skill again. It's. Well, here's, well, here's what I suggest. There is no trusted source for news. What right. you've got to do is understand what are the two sides of the debate and decide which one you think is, is closer to what you believe. And the one place to do that is real clear politics. They've got real clear politics. They've got real science. They've got real clear everything. And, and you can, you can spend an afternoon or a day on it. Right. Um, but they do a great job of giving you one article saying Trump is an anti-Semite. And then the other one saying Donald Trump is the farthest thing from anti-Semite. You read them both. And, and, you know, you don't have to depend on somebody else telling you what the right thing is. You're not depending upon a trusted news source to tell you, gee, this is the way it is. But again, you can use your own brain, background, and no different than what juries do a trial is they bring your own common sense experience. Right. And you, then you decide. Well, and, and again, it's like a red flag should be when you hear them all using the same terms. And all of a sudden, over you know days now, this has been going on for days, Donald Trump is being condemned. I mean, Eric Swalwell, who slept with a Chinese spy, Right, you know, right. is saying stuff like, how hard should it be to denounce a white nationalist or a Jew, an anti-Jewish, an anti-Semite person? And then um, Dr. Brian Jundep tweeted a picture of Barack Obama with Louis Farrakhan like this and said, I don't know, <laughs> maybe ask him. So that was kind of funny. Hey, is somebody wanting to comment there? No? Okay. Me? Hey. Oh. Hey, Barney. Hey, Barn. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Julie. So uh, let me go off on Kevin McCarthy. This is what's wrong. Oh with our party. So we're supposed to support an ass clown that kissed Liz Cheney's ass. Um, I think he's probably going to get the votes. He's probably, you know, I was surprised when he's running around about the 87,000 agents. Well, you know, I have to call bullshit on that till it happens. But uh, yeah, remember Affordable Care Act, McCarthy? We know how you and Scalise pulled your crap along with Mitch McConnell. And Mitch McConnell wouldn't be so bad but it sounds like he's gurgling on oatmeal. The guy needs to go <laughs> and he's not going to go. So, no. you know, give me a Republican that's going to tell you that, you know, just tell us what it is, but it's really going to be hard to support this crap. And I, you know, yeah, you guys go right ahead and go after Trump, not you. I'm right. talking about the establishment. And by the way, I've tried to listen to your buddy Brockler. God, oh my, hey, you know what? That was a kiss of death. Him uh, piling on with Giltner. I like that. I think that guy was a good guy. He's a decent guy. What's his name? Giltner? Gilner? Kellner? You mean the, the yeah. attorney John Kellner? John Kellner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ran for attorney John. I think he's a super good guy, but God, that was a kiss of death having George Brockler in your, <laughs> in your corner. But I know he's your buddy. I like George, but no, no, we, no, we disagree a lot. There's not a nicer person on this planet Great than George Brockler. And a great lawyer, but his politically is is BS. Otto, he, he is He's left to center. He's left to center. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I mean, so let's just go actually, with that. Yeah. Segue into something else. That Chuck there's something. Talk. There's something wrong with DAs. They. Oh, sorry. Look, that's okay. Something wrong with DAs. Well, what I was gonna say. Oh, the DAs have got him again. Uh-oh, the DAs have got you again. Wrong with, well, first. Up, most lawyers, Chuck, you didn't have this problem. They what? Oh, damn it. Um, how about now? <laughs> this piece of crap. Okay. 
All right. All right, Ronnie. That's okay. Take care. See you, bye. Thanks, Ronnie. Thank you. Actually, um, and Sandra says, I only listen to Randy Corbin and Dr. Dunn um, on 710 anymore. That's correct. Um, Well, that leads into something else. We can kind of switch gears here a little bit. Um, because although it's somewhat the same, again, because all we have to rely on, but it is like the Wizard of Oz. We've had the power all along, guys, and we still have the power. Um, there are more of us than they are of them. But this um, and the conservative treehouse, a good story on what they call it, the Overton window. Mm-hmm. So now that Republicans are, are getting some control, what do they want to do? Give it away, apparently. Yeah, yeah, that's the Overton window that, you know, Margaret Thatcher called it the socialist ratchet where you get a socialist government, a huge amount of government thing, then, then the conservatives take over, and they do nothing. Yeah. They do absolutely nothing. Then the socialists come back in, crank it down, see even more government. Conservatives come back in, nothing. 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 Um, and so it's, it's, and he said, you know, Thomas Massey, who I really like. And I He's a representative, people, right? Yeah, from K- Kentucky. But he's a typical do-gooder. Swamp creature. Swamp creature. So, he says, he comes out, wait, wait to the new one. But, but now that Republicans in January, they take control of the House. Yes. Um, he says, well, OK, um, to suspend the bill, um, you get to do it by majority vote. And they said, well, we should change that. Okay, that gives the party in power all the power. Change power. Yeah. So, in power. We're Republicans. Yeah. So he'll change it to, uh, it'll take a two-thirds vote, therefore, um the Republicans won't be able to pass pass through things. And he always went there. This is how he said it. It's just for, um, and you know, Schumer and Schiff are going, good idea. That's a great idea. When Democrats are in power, they do everything to maximize their power and minimize the influence of their Republican opposition. Boy, you could see that uh, under Nancy Pelosi. When Republicans are in power, they do everything to minimize their own power and maximize the power of the Democratic opposition. Now in the minority. Um, and that's and what the conservative really treehouse said. And that's exactly what it says. So what this idiot is proposing is now that the Republicans are going to have control of the House by like about like four votes, right? Not very many, really. Um, they're going, he says, rather than just have pass bills, which is the way Nancy Pelosi did it with a simple majority, right? Right. He wants to go ahead and change it so it takes two-thirds of the House, which they will never get, which means that they'll never be able to do anything. Now you gotta say, why would he want to do that? Here's the sign-up skill, survival skill. Why would he want to do that? Again, because they don't want to have to pass anything that's going to hurt the new. I mean, they like the new liberal world order because the corporations are going to make a ton of money on it. Their donors are going to make a ton of money on it. They almost crush the people. I mean, and that's one way we certainly wouldn't want any bills. Say maybe, for instance, a bill to get rid of the funding for all of those new IRS agents, right? Right, right. Or a bill to get rid of the funding for the uh, the phony investigations that they're going to be launching on Trump, right? We could defund that, but not not if they pass this kind of a bill, right? Yeah. The kind right. of, I guess it's, it's not a bill. In, in a way, a kidnapper process. tells his two victims uh, they will harm the other if they try to flee. Radical leftists slowly kill us by manipulating our love of country and constitution. We should no longer accept the baseline premise. Instead, we should change that dynamic by killing the kidnapper. No. Let's get on our high horse and fight against Mr. Massey. This comes the time to fix baronets. Fight dirty, fight ruthlessly, fight to survive. Fight like like the third monkey on the ramp on Noah's Ark. Fight to win. And that's really true. We've got to change. We cannot just be kind of like, oh, no. Republicans, yeah, exactly. Oh, no, we can't. Oh, that would be, that, oh, no, we can't do that. I mean, it's sad. I mean, because, you, you know, it's always saying, um, in order to, to fight your enemy, you have to become your enemy. 
Um, and it's true. I mean, if we keep on having, oh, we'll just have perfect elections where we lose by 10, 15, 20 points, and everybody go, oh, I guess the state's gone blue. Whoop, 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 whoop. Well, well, as you said, now that they finally have power, they they don't want to be responsible for anything. They don't want anyone to ask them to do anything. And they want to be able well, to blame the Democrats. Well, we that in Obamacare right. with, with good old John, John McCain. McCain. Exactly. And again, the question is, is why do they want to do that? Because they have the power, right? Massey's already got power. He doesn't need any more power and he, he doesn't. Oh, he doesn't have a lot of power. Well, but I mean, he's got, he, he, he's on the top of the heap, so to speak, right? He's, he's not on top. Well, of I mean, on, you know what I'm saying? In the political world, he doesn't care about his constituents anymore. He doesn't. No, he, but he's one of those people, those weak people that kind of go, okay, I, I guess we shouldn't do anything that would hurt the other side. By that, I think that it's corruption. I no, don't think he, it's, he's not it's stupidity. He's not corrupt and he's not stupid, but it's, it's kind of like, I'll just be the most wonderful of all. Right. I'll make sure we have no power. I'll be bipartisan. Yeah, I will. Buy, he's in bipartisan. Well, I'll change all the rules so they'll be in charge again. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> which is totally dumb, which is good to know because those are the kind of things, again, you got to pay attention to, right? Because yeah, yeah. then then they're going to turn around and say, well, we can't do anything because of Democrats. And then you need to go backwards in time and say, well, why can't we? And so, I mean, I don't know. Do you think he's going to get that passed? Probably, right? Because he sure, didn't, he didn't right. just... Right, right. Um, Well, and here's another thing too, tying into all of this is I know you guys, we've all been talking a lot about Elon Musk and Twitter. um, And um, actually, he's now saying he's going to release all of the internal documents and emails and files on some of the FBI discussions and the suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop story and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, And so whatever happens, you know, no. Whether it's whether it's Trump or it's Elon Musk, we're going to do this, and then it never happens. Well, in the meantime, though, so apparently now Apple has pulled its advertising from Twitter, mm-hmm. and Apple is now threatening um, to ban Twitter from the Apple apps, right? Which mm-hmm. means we couldn't get it on this computer, we couldn't get it on our phones. Elon Musk said, well, maybe he'll invent a new phone there. But again, that's how desperate they are to keep any kind of questions and to keep any kind of dissent from occurring, right? Going back to, that's why they hate Kanye West, because Kanye West won't bow down to them. And if you don't bow down to them, they need to break your back and, and you know, and break your knees so that you you have to, basically, is I think what they're all after. Well, I think people are coming to the realization that it doesn't matter what institution it is, it's, it's against the people who are members of it. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Sports becomes all political now. NBA, NFL, fight, race, and garbage. Um, and and whether colleges now all left and there's nothing they haven't corrupted and destroyed nothing right well and we can talk briefly about and I think on um, Wednesday we're going to have Robert Spencer on to talk a little bit about what the heck is going on in China by the way which of course the White House everybody is condemning Donald Trump for having dinner with Nick Fuentes right, right. but but it's totally okay that China is like literally locking people in apartments and buildings that then burn right because they have COVID right I mean no but that's cool nobody has any problems with that the wild us is like, well, you know, we want to be careful. We do have that deal through Hunter with the Chinese and stuff. We get a lot of money from them. So we have to be careful. I mean, that's ridiculous. But um, at the uh, world, the world um, cup soccer games are going on right now. And some dimwit with the U S soccer team started tweeting out a picture of Iran, the Iranian flag, because we're playing Iran, we're playing Iran tomorrow. Yeah. See whether we go to the 
Um, move on or not. Yeah, move on. Um, and so what they did is they put out a picture, but what they did is they they left out the um, Islam Republic symbol, which is essentially, it'd be like leaving out the stars or something. Right, I mean, right. even more so because it's a huge religious symbolism in the Iranian flag. And it means a lot, apparently, to the Iranian people. Well, and some, they, of the Iranian. some of the Iranian people. Well, and so they, they left that out. Right. I'm not sure what the thinking was there, but they left well, it out. The guy said what it was. To be he in solidarity. And saw there with Iranian women, which he really, really cared about. Yeah. I mean, so then, and so as you can imagine, the Iranians are a little bit PO'd about that whole thing. Right. And and so they're protesting. They want the Americans. They're citing rules, the yeah. soccer rules that say, hey, look, you can't, um, um, you know, you can't diminish, diminish or disrespect another right. country like that. Now, meantime, then there was a news conference today um, for, you know, the American soccer team and the Iranian and good for them. The Iranian journalists hijacked it. And basically said, what on earth are you people lecturing us about? You know, why are you disrespecting us? And the poor soccer player and the coach were like, yeah, like actually we didn't. And then they kept calling it Aran. And he said, you can't even say your country's name right. And he apologized for that. Um, and, um, um, but then, but then they said, actually, yeah, we didn't even know about that. We had nothing to do with that. Somebody else did that. And, you know, I mean, again, it's some wokester decides to completely Well, the, the U.S. soccer team, when they played England, England did the knee for, in, 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 you know, against racism or whatever, whatever it, was, it was. And the U.S. soccer team didn't. And so then they get some little 23-year-old in the administrative, I know, I'll support Iranian women by <laughs> taking the symbol off their flag. About that, I mean, here this is, it's an international competition, right? At the very least, their mothers should have taught the Americans to play nice with the other side, whether you like them or not, right? The other side, the Iranian people, um, or the Iranian government is the Iranian government. You may not like what they do. You don't have to visit there. And if you really don't want to play them, then don't play them if you think they're so awful. But to somehow think that we're little wokesters here in the United States, we can go ahead and disrespect and um, treat poorly other nations just because they don't go along with our own little wokester ideology. I mean, that's just, it goes actually kind well, of the against Iranian the whole point of the competition. pretty awful administration, incredibly impressive, depressive. Uh, but then again, if you took 90% of the countries, um, uh, they, that fit that same, that same own. The Biden administration, I think we're besties now, now aren't we? With yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Give them money and stuff like that. So maybe the little wokester in the soccer team should take, a, you know, write the Biden administration and say, hey, why are we supporting this horrible regime? But instead, no, they're going to take it out on a Iranian soccer team and then cause this little international thing. Um, this is from, oh, then uh, Barney, I agree with you here on this, Barney, too. I hope the Iranian team wins. Uh, yeah, exactly. The Iranian team, as the Americans would call it. It's, it's insanity. Um, this is from Charlotte. I know. I, well, no, he calls them Iranians. I know. Um, from Charlene, are we getting the COVID China news from CNN and Fox? Shell Atkinson told us whatever we get from the mainstream media is ta- a tailored to the globalist agenda. I agree. Yeah. Barney says 100% with Sandra, but no, I, I absolutely agree. I think in, it's become worse lately as you know Donald Trump has announced his candidacy. So there is, you know, Fox, except I think for maybe the talk show hosts. Um, has become all out. Well, first, what it's doing is it's dumbing down, I think, its website, right? Like you said, it's sort of like, you know, star reveals. What was the right. big story today? That she, she, didn't, she didn't Photoshop her kids' abs in the Thanksgiving picture. It's like, what? Do you know what I mean? Of all the world going on in the news right now, that's what they put on their front news page. But I think they, they don't like Trump, and they, it is, because 
and again, it's not Trump, it's us they don't like. And they, Trump emboldens us. Well, Trump but, gives but us can you hope. imagine Trump, their terror, terror if people thought for themselves, if there's no right? gatekeepers, and they say, me, God, those morons are thinking for themselves. That, that would be awful. The world would be an awful, awful place without us gatekeepers. And so for their, they're desperate to keep us under tow. Right. Um, and under their control and under their aegis. Um, well, and they do it in any number of ways, right? Um, you know, it was kind of funny. We had when Randy Corcoran said his email from Trump, inviting him to Mar-a-Lago for the campaign yeah, yeah, announcement yeah, yeah, yeah. was sent to a spam. I mean, and I mean, there've been tons of stories about that, how Google and Gmail deliberately suppress Republican oriented um, yeah. emails, right? They send them to spam, right? I mean, that's not an accident. Um, when I try to post our show, sometimes I would say probably 50% of the time, Google won't let me post it on our little Google thing, mm-hmm. right? Because it violates the community standards. So Stephen is saying, or Charlene says, is Stephen Crowdy, Crowder legit? Sandra says, yes, Char, Stephen Crowdy is a good young guy, reminds me of my sons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Stephen Crowder is a former Fox reporter, right? Mm-hmm. I think he is. Um, Charlene, I got to admit, I don't listen to him a lot, but I like what I Louder like about Crowder. him. Louder with Crowder. He reminds me a little bit of sort of more politically oriented Joe Rogan mm-hmm. in that um, he, he doesn't seem to back down. And he's kind of got a sense of humor. He does those funny things where he says, change my mind. And he mm-hmm. lets college students make themselves look stupid, <laughs> you know. But I think he's been banned from everything pretty mm-hmm. much, right? Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure you can get him on YouTube anymore, but he's on Rumble. Um, louder with Crowder, it's called. And I think he is legit. Um, I don't listen to him all that much. Joe Rogan, like I said, I think is legit in that he he asks the questions and he's not afraid. Yeah, no, he is afraid. He, he proved, he, yeah, he proved he was afraid. He, he was apologizing all over the place for some uh, crossing some line that, yeah. that, that people didn't like. And he said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So Barney is where is Crowder? It, it's called Louder with Crowder and it's C-R-O-W-D-E-R. You can get him on Rumble. And you know what you could do is subscribe. Um, yeah. And that, oh, I should say subscribe to us too. And then you get the emails, but then you get the notice. But, you know, again, it, that that's the all the effort that's being made to shut up Elon Musk. And sometimes I worry anymore. Um, I mean, he's, they don't want the information to get out. They don't want people like all of us to say, wait a minute, how can Trump be a white nationalist if he had an African-American Kanye West to his house? Mm-hmm. And how can he be an anti-Semite if his family members are Jewish? You know, they don't want people asking that. They don't want people pointing that out. No, they, they want, want people they're, they're, they're your betters. And, and I, I can tell you, the New York Times is going crazy because the New York Times because it's behind a paywall, places like Real Clear Politics have taken them off their thing. You know, right? People don't. You know, why point us to an article that either we already subscribe to it behind a payroll wall or not? And so now that their influence is just shrinking and shrinking, and along with the Washington Post, right? Um, and along with Marshall Zellinger. Well, and they're 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 they've screwed themselves because they're so unpopular anymore. No one is subscribing to them and paying to get it. So they they, they are relying on their digital subscription. So they need the paywall. So on the one hand, if they get rid of the paywall, so more people read them, then they make less money. And you know, again, you and know, that's why they Jeff have Bezos lo- owns a Washington Post. I mean, he just he well, doesn't but care. There's other ones. That- like the Atlantic, Vox, um, various other ones that are set up, paid for by lefties, 
uh, to lose money just to be able to get out their left-wing views and make us think, oh, that's right, that's right, yeah, sure. Well, and again, it, it, it's just so easy to get caught up because uh, as I start out the show, I saw myself thinking, oh, that was stupid of Trump to have Kanye West and not know who Nick Fuentes was. And I'm like, no, no, it wasn't. You're yeah. buying into the psyops. Number one, what n- white nationalist is a meaningless term that they throw out at any, Candace Owens, it was also African-American, is a white nationalist, right? It's a term they throw out against anybody and now they can call them domestic terrorists because they're white nationalists and that's violence and now they can throw them in jail. I mean, that's, I think, kind of what their end goal is But the in terms of silencing people. But I do worry about Twitter because, uh, you know, they don't seem to be letting up. Um, Apple, um, according to Elon Musk, right, this isn't just like Twitter rumors. Elon Musk himself says Apple's pulled most of its advertising and is threatening, um, is, is starting to make sense censorship requirements of Elon Musk and Twitter, mm. or also going to start banning it from the app. Remember, they do that with Parler, crushed Parler, yeah. right? When it's when Twitter back, remember way, way back when, when Twitter initially banned Trump, and then so everybody started going to Parler, and then they pulled Parler from all of the app stores. Now they finally put it back on, but they made him agree to the censorship things. Um, and again, you look at the kind of money that big tech throws at politicians, Republicans and Democrats, right? And do you think that they're going to change any of the rules regarding the big tech monopolies? No, they're not, right? No, but 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 they are terrified that that the insane the inmates are going to escape the asylum, right? And and they'll be beyond their control, as that old Bob Dylan song, right? Uh, went, they'll be beyond your control. And here's some other comments we can read. Um, oh, Crowder is also on YouTube. Oh, good. Although Dr. Don, I, I sometimes he gets pulled from YouTube every so often. You know, YouTube, they give you a certain period of time if you behave yourself. Um, but so not always there. Um, let's see. Okay. Oh, this is from Charlene. Um, oh, Charlene, this is good. You could, um, China is part of BRICS. The West is trying to take them down. BRICS is sort of an alternative. It's the non-Western and American and European countries have sort of formed their own little economic alliance, I guess is one way to put it. Yes, yeah, Brazil, um, uh, I forget what the R is, uh, and I is Iran, and, but it's BRICS and Russia. Right, exactly. And, and they're adding Iran and Saudi Arabia. Um, the World Economic Forum and the Biden cabal, which is not the United States of America, although they control all three branches, has already picked up Brazil, witnessed millions of people on the streets of Brazil protesting on stolen elections. You won't see that on CNN. Uh-uh. The West has China on its list to foment revolution, increase chaos like they took down the Mideast one country at a time. We, Yeah, we see through the mainstream media what we are supposed to see, what they want us to see. I worry about China COVID lockdown after we get the one six ralliers going out of lockdown, building sympathy for people of China like they did for Ukraine. Oh, okay. This is BRICS. Brazil, Russia, India, China. Um, well, you South got, Africa. So, and, yeah. And I mean, I think some of the, um, and which kind of makes you wonder why all of a sudden has Biden decided that that sh- to allow American companies to start drilling in Venezuela again. No, I mean, he loves the- you know, you got to wonder what's up with that. But anyway, um, that's kind of wrapping it up, for, unless anybody has any other comments. Um, I, you know, I'm going to, again, I stole the term from Matt Dunn, but PSYOPs, survival skills, mm-hmm. we need to use them. Just like, you know, if we were in a little war and you needed to change yourself, survival skills, you know, to make it through the wilderness, whatever it is, maybe we're in the wilderness now. Yeah. And we need survival skills. And the thing is, is they're not tricky. They're not hard. It's just common sense and just having a questioning mind. And when you hear the same thing repeated from all 
over the place thrown at you. And then in particular, when you see people crushed for saying, well, wait a minute, then you know that you're right. And you know that they're feeding you the big lie. And they're going to call it, they're going to call you the misinformation. And anytime they say you're providing misinformation, you know, you know. Oh, one hopeful note, though, I said I lied or not. I have one more thing to say. There is hope. I've said this before. And the younger generation, I listened to the stuff that Rev um, has on TikTok. And, and he's 11, so it's not too scary yet. And mostly it's video game stuff. But the kids there not have scary a... scary yet. Little does he know. These, uh, yeah. They have a very unique common sense approach to stuff and a sense of humor that I think has been missing for generations, right? right. Um, he was listening to a TikTok thing today, and it was an interview with some influencer. And he says, well, what's your deal? And he goes, I put out misinformation day in and day out on TikTok. He goes, I try to put out three or four good videos of misinformation a day. I mean, it was just sarcasm, right? Um, because, it, I mean, that's all they talk about. So I think the kids growing up now, um, are going to be well armed. They're they're they are learning their survival skills literally in the trenches growing up, right? Um, I think they learned through COVID that they cannot trust the adults. Well, and so nice thing from Sandra. Um, fun show. <laughs> Thank you, and a special thanks to BBS Radio. We're no, no, great. No, no, yeah, Wednesday, we're going to have Robert Spencer on to talk about China and then this whole, uh, you know, the whole soccer snafu with it. We'll see if the Iranians win or not. Um, thank you to everybody on Zoom. Thank you to our sponsors, the great guys at BBS. Um, hope everybody-, everybody who commented in and called in and Barney and everybody. Exactly. We'll see Love you Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> Bye-bye.